On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Online, Sean and I talk all about content creation. We talk about the five pillars of content and how you can use that in your e-commerce company. You guys are going to love it. Before we start, we've worked with hundreds of businesses over the years, and we've found that there's one element that all the successful businesses have in common. All the successful businesses that we've worked with have had a strategy. Having a strategy means having a roadmap. It means knowing where you want to go and having a plan on how you're going to get there. We found that there's 10 pivotal elements to an effective strategy, and we've created a one-minute quiz to help you determine whether your next year of marketing will be successful or not. Think about this. If a plane leaving LAX is headed to JFK and is even 1% off at the beginning of the trip, that plane could veer as far as Winnipeg. <laughs> and no one wants to end up in Winnipeg. Take the quiz today at mindfulmarketing.co slash quiz or click the link in today's show notes to see where your marketing is headed this year. Now, on to today's show. We are live, Sean. Wow, 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 wow. What are we talking about today, brother, 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 brother? <laughs> Slow down. I was, are you like 10 <laughs> coffees deep? Um, so this is going to be uh, part five of our strategy series. Yes. Our very, very in-depth and super important strategy series. So we are talking today about content strategy. And that sounds super fluffy. Like, what is content strategy? Yeah, mean? everyone needs a content strategy. I uh, Oh, one of the worst posts I've seen recently uh, and I think it's probably because it was a little ESL. It was like, content is king, but distribution is queen. <laughs> uh, We've all heard yeah. how, how important content is uh, and how important a content strategy is. But it's, it's not something that for a long time that I actually had, was able to kind of wrap my head around. Um, and, uh, recently Sean and I have both read the book, uh, they ask you answer. And I think it's given us a lot of clarity around what a content strategy, um, should look like. And so then we've taken that and kind of gone a little bit further with it. So why don't we talk about that? Yeah. So the, the, the main point, um, that the book makes and, um, that you all should be taking away from it is your content should have a purpose. You shouldn't just be putting out content just just to be heard, just to be seen, your content should serve a purpose. And generally, if you are trying to provide value to your customers, which you should be, because if you're not, then you should get out of business yesterday. <laughs> if you're trying to provide value to your customers, then what should your content be doing? Should it be talking about how great you are and why they should give you lots and lots of money? No, it should be educating them. It should be providing information. It should be giving them um more than what they had before they uh, consumed your content. Yeah, totally. What he talks about a lot is being able to have those uncomfortable kind of conversations uh, and talk about uncomfortable topics that people are going to be researching anyway. People are smart, right? So one of the first ones that he talks about or the first one that he talks about is pricing, right? Having like how many pages? I mean, I've got to say at this point in time, we do not have a pricing page on our website. I and mean, we're, we're a little different than, than probably the majority of, of the people no. who, are, who are listening. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we have a lot of like you know, yeah, e-commerce e companies, but it's, this is, this is one of those things that you're trying to build trust with your, with the people who are out there, the people who you want to become your customer. The number one thing you want to do with them is build trust so that they know that when they purchase a product from you, that they're not going to get screwed. So, so in, in the, in the e-com space, the way that you might um, have pricing content on your website is you might, you might go in, in depth into you know, what goes into creating your product from the beginning and, you know, your, your pricing is, is going to 
be a number based off of what your cost is to produce and your cost of operation, etc. So it might be really smart to go in depth in the manufacturing process of your product. Totally. What makes it different? Yeah. Um, the people who make it, the lives, maybe a spotlight on the employees and the people who make it ends and why it's so important that you need to charge maybe a little bit more than, than the average company because you're providing a great um, source of income for these great people working for you. Totally. Uh, I saw on a website um, recently a transparency page that they had that showed the exact amount that it costs for them uh, to produce a pair of jeans and then what their markup is. And their markup's the same as what normal companies do is they quadruple right what their cost of goods is. And that's how you are able to have a margin uh, in the end. That's how you um, can have sales, yeah, promos. Yeah, totally. But it was really interesting to see how they actually just showed what their cost of goods was. Yeah. Right? How much more do you trust that company now that they told you that? That, that is an insane level of transparency. And I mean, I see... I feel like, in general, the retail space is sort of shrouded in, in, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. It's it's very murky. You don't really know what you're paying for, and you might buy a pair of shoes for sixty dollars, and like, ah, it probably only cost them two dollars to make this, and it's probably, yeah. a, it's probably a sweatshop, and blah blah blah. And you know what? You don't you don't really want your consumers to have those thoughts when they're purchasing from you. Yeah. Yeah. And but the only way that you can control that is if you can lead the conversation. It's kind of like, um, in like if they don't get the information from you, they're gonna get it from somewhere else, and then it might not be correct. It's it's kind of like the, the the cool mom who's like, I let my kids drink. I mean, I'd rather they do it under my roof than, <laughs> some, <laughs> totally. than somewhere else. But I mean, <laughs> the, totally totally jokes aside, they're gonna get the information from somewhere. If they get it from you, they're gonna come back to you. Yeah, yeah. So think about that with your content strategy, right? Being able to answer that question and then be able to kind of deposit into that that trust bank account uh, that they have so that they know when they make a purchase from you that they've got the facts. I think yes. an, another one uh, as far as pricing is concerned, and this is going uh, <laughs> to, just, just talking about pricing, I feel like we're going to have an entire episode on this, is being upfront about what shipping costs, mm. right? So being, uh, I think that on every product page, uh, you should let people know that there aren't going to be surprises. If you see a discrepancy between add to cart and then add payment info, most likely that's because, uh, sorry, uh, an add payment info and then actually complete purchase, uh, at least on Shopify, most likely that's because they've gotten to the shipping section and realized that it's way more than what they want to pay. Because after they've put in their payment info, they're ready to purchase. So if only 50% of those people are converting, you've got a problem. Right? You, you want to address those those friction points before they even get there. Yes. Yes, totally. Nobody wants to feel like they're the victim of a bait and switch. They'd rather know what they're getting themselves into and not feel like they're being taken advantage of. Yes. Um, so not on the pricing side, but something that I feel like a lot of retailers and, and brands specifically could could get behind and benefit from is talking about comparisons. Because you know what? Your product is not for everyone. You'd like to think that it is, but it is not. Yeah. One of the most powerful things you can do in a sort of sales conversation is actually tell them that they're not a fit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So comparing your product. So let's, I love to just go because my wife and I own a clothing company. It's really easy to go into the apparel space, right? Uh, there are many different levels of uh, apparel, especially children's apparel. And uh, for us at Little and Lively, we like to sit kind of right in the middle, 
right? So I think it's a very good comparison for us, and maybe a piece of content is talking about the quality of our product versus let's talk about the low end. Yeah. Right. So let's just talk about Walmart clothing, right? We do not try to compare to that, and that's okay. But showing people out there, so when somebody complains about you know a thirty-eight dollar onesie. Uh, being able to talk about why it's that cost. Like for us, we can't sell it any less than that. Yeah. We we just wouldn't be able to make money. I'd have to actually lose money. I'd have to give you money to sell it for less than that. <laughs> um, so being able to have that that comparison that people can see. And then also on the, on the high end, um, having a comparison. I think that'd be a great exercise for any e-commerce store owners out there. Well, and, and especially if you do fit right in the middle, guess where the most of your... Guess, guess where the most retailers... Or it's not retailers, what am I trying to say? Guess where the most consumers fit? Is in the middle. Right in the middle. Right, right. in the middle. Yeah. You, you you don't want to be the cheapest and you don't want to be the most expensive unless that is, you know, what your what your special offering is, in which case go nuts. But you want people to know why you charge, what you charge, and and go into specifics. There's no no sense in hiding. A yeah. transparent company is gonna get a lot more great business than a non transparent one. Yeah. Hey, sorry about the interruption. We'll get back to the show shortly. I wanted to ask you again, are you confident in your company's marketing strategy for the upcoming year? If you don't want to leave it up to chance, take the one-minute quiz at mindfulmarketing.co slash quiz. Now, back to today's episode. Uh, Speaking of transparency and trust, uh, problems. So this is a really good one um, to write about. Your product's not perfect. It is not perfect. And so being able to talk about your problems or problems with your product category uh, is really important and, again, builds trust. My product has just so much user error. (laughs) Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, it's always the user's fault. (laughs) Uh, So um, uh, another one to do with that is um, problems with sizing, um, especially in the clothing industry. Like, not all clothes fit people, right? And it's not the same brand to brand either. Yeah, totally. Brands need to say, you know what, our clothes fit or our sweaters or jeans fit just a little on the small side, so size up or something like that. Yeah. People need to know. How much more would I want to know that as if you guys have ever met me in real life, I'm tall and I'd say muscular, but... (laughs) (laughs) Just picture this like, just ripped Adonis. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm like... Tall, skinny, but kind of fat. So, <laughs> but what I need is I've got a, an extremely long torso. <laughs> so I need shirts that are long. I would love to know problems with brands, or for them to tell me, "Hey, this shirt isn't going to be a fit for you." You know, it's not going to fit you. <laughs> you know, what's the worst is when you buy a T-shirt and then you raise your hands and then everyone gets to see like three quarters of your stomach. <laughs> oh, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> Hashtag long torso club. <laughs> Just glad it wasn't. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, reviews. So what kind of review content could, because uh, this is kind of pillar number four of, of pillar content. What sort of review content could an e-commerce store have? So this is this is something because Sean's thinking he's got a lot a lot of things he wants to say about this. so many so many stars <laughs> in my in my review brain right now. No, I mean here here's here's the truth of it is you get good reviews and you get not so good reviews and your competitors also get good reviews and not so good reviews as well. Yeah, and you want to you want people coming to you to find the answers, you know, about yourself but also about your competitors. As well. Yes, totally. So here's here's the real question, and this isn't necessarily creating content. This is just allowing reviews or not. 
uh, do you allow one-star reviews to come through on your website? So if you're an Amazon seller, you have to allow all the reviews to go through. That's just the way that it is. But on your website, you can determine whether you allow those reviews on or not. Do you? I, I think it's a... I, I think in a trust-building exercise, you allow all reviews on. The smartest strategy um, is, depending on, on what, what the review mechanism looks like on your website, but to leave that one-star review up and then show the dialogue and what you did to fix it. Yeah. That, that turns that one-star review into more powerful than a five-star review, in my opinion. If I see that, that someone was complaining, because every time I see a one-star review, I usually assume that that person was having a bad day and they were they they got upset about something totally it would have to be pretty bad for me to give a one star review or i'd have to be having a bad day like my 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 worst review is either when i'm hungry or when it was or or it's a three star review basically yeah you either cast me when i'm hangry or you get a three star yeah yeah totally um, for me a three star is like it's bad. It's a one star it's bad i mean it's it's like it's like getting like a c minus in school like you i would have gotten in trouble you know or t- or it'd be like to me getting a b you know <laughs> fair oh banter fair. banter 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 so but but if if i see that that somebody that the business responds Guess what? Maybe it's because I'm a business owner, but I automatically go on the side of the business and be like, yeah, yeah, they dealt with it. I like these guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's super, super important to respond to reviews. This is just, this is a bit of an aside from creating the content, Um, but respond to every single review, positive or negative. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've you've noticed the the, uh, general theme in this podcast episode, but the theme is... Control the conversation, and the only way you can do that is by being a part of it. Yeah. Um, so an, another part of the of the review content is, um, you know, there are other brands in your space. Review them honestly. Yes, totally, you know? totally. And in that in that way, create some connections. Yeah. Review if you are in the the uh, like, say you're a baby apparel company like Little and Lively. You know, maybe a really good content strategy for us would be going and reviewing other people, maybe not direct competitors, because um, I, I I don't know how I feel about that right now, but going and reviewing, so for us, going and reviewing like a shoe company, right? Another shoe company in our space, or a I, soother company. I would say a, if you are reviewing direct competitors, only review direct competitors that you can say nice things about. Yes. Right? All that's going to do is prop you up and make you look better, and they're going to want to know what you think. Consumers are going to want to know what you think even more because you are transparent and honest enough to say nice things about people that you are in competition with. Totally. You're not going to totally. lose business. Like, let's be honest. You're not going to lose business by saying something nice about your competitors. No. Do you know, as far as with our marketing agency is concerned, the only good that has ever come from uh, from our competitors is saying nice things about them. And now... We all specialize in different things, so we throw business back and forth. Yeah, right. It's it's incredibly powerful to to be able to say nice things. We've about gotten some competitors. some great referrals from, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say someone's name. Okay. Oh, don't from, don't from Jelly Marketing. <laughs> yeah, love those guys. Can, I five out of five. I can't like can't see, say enough good things about. See those what guys. we just did there. Yeah, and they specialize mostly in PR. And so for them, we'll pass PR business over to them all day. Yeah. Right? Which means that in the end, the customer is going to get served. Anyway, we're talking about marketing companies. What we really want to talk about is your e-com biz. Your e-com baby. <laughs> yeah, your e-com baby. <laughs> Jordan, uh, what, what's, the, what's the final um, uh, topic here for uh, content strategy? Best in class. Best 
in class. Yeah. So uh, you and I actually graduated together, and we were in the same class. And I think that we were we were the best. <laughs> yeah, we so, were. Uh, yeah. That's it. Wrap yeah. it up. <laughs> uh, so, so this is a little bit similar to talking about giving your um, competitors uh, reviews, but it's talking about what the best in class is of a certain. Um, like a certain niche. So yep. uh, best baby clothes, top 10 baby clothes brands. And pro tip, if you want to come across really, really inauthentic, put your name on this list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put yourself number one. Uh, this is also <laughs> a great way for you to be able to reach out to some of your competitors. Uh, also, what I would suggest is creating uh, best in class lists around your brand. So best baby soother company. Things, things that you don't knew, but don't knew, don't don't do, but could uh, be opportunities for uh, you know collaborations and cross selling and, totally. and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and and with all of this kind of stuff, just go into it with the mentality of giving, right? Like there's certain brands out there that we have continued to over the years just give and give and give. And I don't really care. I mean, I'm bringing it up here because obviously I'm a little bit hurt that they don't give back. <laughs> you know who you are. There's a sore spot here. <laughs> but no, really be be the person in the room uh, that continues to give. And when you create that content, um, in the end, it is going to boomerang back to you. And, and what you're doing, again, it's a trust exercise, right? You're building that trust with your tribe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So wise. Yeah, Jordan. yeah, yeah. So, so in conclusion, uh, if you'd like some wisdom uh, from the wisdom teacher, you can email me at jordan at mindfulmarketing.co. <laughs> He'll take you on a walkabout. You may not remember your name when you're done. <laughs> As we had a British accent talking about a walkabout. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope that you guys got a lot out of this one. Content, uh, we could talk about this uh, for hours and hours and hey. hours. And hey, guys. Hours. Hey, listeners. Email Jordan at mindfulmarketing.co or Sean at mindfulmarketing.co and let us know what you are doing for your content strategy and let us know if you want some sweet ideas and yeah. maybe we'll send you some. Yeah. yeah, 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 super sweet. Also, you guys should go to mindfulmarketing.co slash quiz and find out with the one minute quiz. Yeah. If you guys are uh, currently running a effective and complete marketing strategy. Yeah, awesome. You should do that. All right, guys. Until next time because there will be many more. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Secrets to Scaling Online. If you're loving what you're hearing, subscribe to our podcast and share this with a friend. No, seriously, share it with a friend. No, if you don't, I'm going to find you and I'm going to make you profitable. Got it? No, seriously, 